Hey, what's going on? This is Troy, and this is the Planet 76 Podcast, your source for Sixers news, highlights, hot takes, and more. Welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Planet 76, episode 46 of the pod. Um, we've got a few things to get into today, but first, uh, if you're a new, welcome to the show. Um, why don't you hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you're on. Uh, toss us a like, whatever it is, a follow, a comment. Um, it goes a long way. And again, if you subscribe, I believe... You get notifications. You can get notifications on Spotify or Apple Podcasts whenever we drop new content. So that's uh, just one way to make sure that you keep up with all things Planet 76. We drop weekly episodes, usually record on Thursdays, and have them up by Friday morning at the latest. So, um, yeah, today's Thursday, the last day of March. Sixers coming off another loss tonight against the Detroit Pistons. Yes, you are hearing me correctly. Uh, Sixers drop one in Detroit to the Pistons. A uh, fourth quarter meltdown. Um, there's no other way to put it. Uh, Sixers did lose uh, in Phoenix. A close one there as well. I think it stretched out to a double-digit win for the Suns. And then a close one, a heartbreaker, um, especially for those in attendance like myself against the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday night uh, of this week. So they dropped three straight. And um, we're going to get into that and, again, a few other things tonight. So um, where to begin? I'm just going to give you the floor for a moment and see if you want to take it anywhere. Other than that, I've got a couple things written down we can get into. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I was talking to Troy, you know, off air. Like, I don't know. I, I just I don't really have too much to say. I'm usually pretty vocal. Um, you know, if you're viewing this, you know, Troy, you know as well. It's just the, the the past week or so with the Sixers, I've just not been disappointed because I wasn't really expecting anything. So you know, usually if you're not expecting anything, it's hard to get it's hard to get disappointed. But I really would have liked to see, you know, at the at the at the very least, maybe a win against the Suns. Because again, like Troy mentioned, they were up they were up big, and uh, they were up. They had a large lead heading into the fourth quarter. And after that, things just kind of dissolved into what ended up being the reverse, what ended up being a Suns win by, I believe it was 10, um, if not, you know, very close to that. And then they go on to lose to the Bucks on Tuesday, which, again, another fantastic game that the Sixers had a lead in. And they lost the lead, and they lost the game. And, uh, you know, it all came down to a Joel Embiid layup, which was blocked by Giannis. Um... And that was it. You know, that was that was the game. Uh, and then tonight against the against the Pistons, it 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 pains me to say the Pistons beat the Sixers because although what I will say is the Pistons beat the Sixers at least once a year, and it shouldn't be because the Pistons suck, and they have <laughs> and they have sucked for quite a few seasons now. Although you know this season they have they're 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 trending upward. Either way, it doesn't matter. They still suck in the current moment. So, you know... Right. I guess this this week of Sixers basketball left a lot to be desired for me, and I know I speak for a lot of Sixers fans. Probably you if you're watching this, whoever you are. Um, it's just like... Uh, it's just like... You want to like... Uh, it's just... 
it's irking. It irks you. Like it oh, is. Man. It is. And I think they each kind each of these three games, while two of them are obviously yeah. against very good teams, one of them is against a not good team. Um, they each kind of irk you in a different way. So like to yeah. lose to, you know, the best team in basketball by far record-wise in the Phoenix Suns, um, to lose the way that they did, uh, to be, you know, leading that game. Uh, I think they lost the second half. I looked real quick. They lost the second half by a total of 14 points. Uh, so Sixers were up, you know, at half, lost by 14 in the second half. Um, and then you know, to lose that one, that hurts, but it's like, okay, you know, eh, whatever. Um, we might see them later. We might not. Like, that's a lot that's going to have to happen if we're going to play the Suns. Yeah. So. But to play an Eastern Conference opponent like the Milwaukee Bucks, who are, again, in that top four uh, range of the Eastern Conference, along with the Sixers, Celtics, and Miami Heat, uh, yeah. to lose that one the way that they did, to have a 14-point lead at one point, um, and to have it, again, come down to the very wire, as you mentioned, um, to t- literally take points off the board with a second and a half left in the game uh, following a review, you know that one stings a little bit and stings in its own way. Uh, there were obviously some positives, but there were some negatives yeah. in that one. And then you think about Detroit tonight, and that just hurts in a completely different way. <laughs> it's not its not a contender. It's not one of those other two teams we just mentioned. They're at the other end of the spectrum. And uh, we take a you know one-game trip to Detroit and drop that one. So um, I'm going to ask you, like, Detroit yeah. game aside, so we lost to the reigning NBA Finals champ. We lost to the reigning Western Conference champion uh, in the Phoenix Suns. So what's like just your thoughts if you kind of clump those two games together, you know, good, bad, and different. What's your thoughts on like those two games and what you learn about the Sixers? Yeah. Well, I mean, what I, you know, what I will say is that, and me and Trevor, me and Trevor were kind of alluding to this, you know, in the past few minutes, they, we've been kind of alluding to this, but the games overall were good games. You know, you, you play really well against, again, Western Conference Finals champions. Well, that's not how you, how do you even phrase that? Whatever. Western Conference Finals, winners of the Western Conference this past season, <laughs> and current NBA champions, both finals teams, you know, last season. So being able to stay in the game against both those teams is very impressive if you're the Sixers. I think it's a good measure of how they how they stand against those teams. Um, although, again, blown leads at the end, which resulted in losses for the Sixers. It's still something that, which, you know, it's a good thing it's not the playoffs, and it's just a regular season because mm-hmm. something like that can really shift things, you know, for either team. But overall, I, I, I still am impressed by the Sixers being able to get out to a large lead against teams like that. Te- again, teams who just made the finals mm-hmm. and the Bucks winning the finals. So in that in that respect, I, you know, I tip my hat to the Sixers because that's impressive again, like I said. And it's something that we wanted to see as fans. Like, hey, can the Sixers hang with this team? Can the Sixers hang with that team? You know, how they stand against whoever it is. Bucks, Suns, whatever the case may be, the best teams in the NBA. And 
playing devil's advocate for the most part they kind of did so in that in that area like i said you know i think it can be i think it can be um a, a mini win i guess you could say like i don't really care for you know what's the phrase like the what's the phrase like moral victories, moral victories. yeah i don't really care for that but in this in this sense i think something like that can be considered yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think as much as we can get down on, oh, my goodness, Sixers lost three straight. They've kind of fallen out of the, you know, one seed conversation a little bit. We'll get to that here in a moment. But, um, no, I mean, there's still only two back of the one seed. But there's only six games to go. They're running out of games if they're going to make a move. And to lose to the Pistons tonight isn't very uh, beneficial in that regard. So, um, yeah, I, I do think it, it. there is something to be said. We, we hung with the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. Um, and we played the Bucks down to the very end where, you know, if Giannis is half a second, a millisecond later, uh, that game's likely going to overtime. So, you know, just things like that. But um, <laughs> at least we didn't look yeah. terrible yeah. kind of thing against those teams, and we're just, like, scratching our heads. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that there's something to be said for that. Um I will say tonight what irked me, to use your <laughs> word, the most against the Detroit Pistons was the bench scoring. So the first person or the first points from the bench, I believe, came with like four minutes left in the third quarter. Not a single bench player had scored a single point until that mark in the third quarter. The Detroit Pistons didn't have a lead until... I don't even know, halfway yeah. through the fourth, maybe a little before that, but it was in the fourth quarter. I know that. Um, so the bench is an issue. Doc Rivers, I saw a quote on Twitter. He said, in regard to the bench, he said, they didn't struggle. They didn't get a lot of shots, is what Doc Rivers said. Um, and then you look at the box score, and I now did – did they shoot a ton? No. But those that did, Danny Green, 0 for 3. George Niang, 1 for 3. Paul Reed played for 23 and a half seconds. DeAndre Jordan, 1 for 2. Shake Milton, 1 for 3. Furkan, 0 for 1. So no one took more than three shots, but no one made more than a shot. And, you know, up until the last minute of play, you could count the Sixers' total points off the bench on one hand. It was five. <laughs> they ended up with eight. Um, that's not going to yeah. bode well moving forward. This is against the Detroit Pistons. Like, what's the deal with that? I, dude, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. I, I don't know. I don't – this is – I don't want to say this is, like, uncharted territory for the Sixers because, like, it's been – there's been some crazy things that have gone on during games and with Sixers games, you know, this season, but also last season, season before, things like that. So it's like – and it, I mean, it is the NBA season, so it's just like any team really can win on any given night. And I'm not making excuses. Yes, yes. It's true. I'm not making excuses, but like a hundred percent. You know, it, it, it's I don't know. Part of me just kind of wants to like shut down and wait till the playoffs, and you know, these less whatever uh, six seven games, kind yeah. of just chalk up whatever happens. If they win by thirty, I don't care. If they lose by a million i also don't care so it's like right i i i, I want to find a middle ground to that but i don't know if i can because part of me is just like 
okay, I'm just going to wait till playoffs. Not, <laughs> none of these other games matter now. I, I don't really care right. anymore. I'm, let's see the playoffs because this is the year where, hey, the Sixers have what they need to succeed in the playoffs. They have everything they need. And they have some things they don't need, a.k.a. the coach who has not been great. Um, but from, from needing things, a guard who can do things with the ball, aside from pass, um, you know, a guy that they can give the ball to in the half court when they need a bucket. Haven't had that since Butler. So right. these things that the, the Sixers desperately need in the playoffs, they have now. So playoff time, I'm expecting a lot from this team. And, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but still. Yeah, no, I, I think that is extremely well said, and I'm kind of in the same boat. It, let's just get to the playoffs. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say like, all right, I don't. You know, regular season, whatever. But the thing is, like, there's six games left. You know, that's my thinking. Like, there's six games left. Right. How how much can we really take from six more regulars? How much can we take away? Should I say from six more regular season games? Right. You know. Right, and especially with you know the way the standings are. Mm-hmm. And the way the yeah. matchups may play out, and those kind of things, you know, I, I just think it's like, well, we don't really know yeah, what like seed is going to be the most favorable matchup for the Sixers and that kind of thing at this point. And mm-hmm. so, who cares? You know, with six games left, the one good thing about the Sixers that we can you know take away from not just this week but kind of the last several weeks is their health. Um, Sixers have their full slate of players available on every given night here coming down the stretch. That's a great thing as we, you know, head toward the playoffs. Um, you know, you, you think about teams like the Clippers or whoever, they're shaking off rust with Paul George coming back. And um, he had like yeah, 35, I think, in his first game in a while. That was insane. Um, but, you know, Kyrie playing his first games in the in the Barclays Center. You know, the Sixers aren't dealing with any of that right now. They're, they're healthy. Um and hopefully ready to go come playoff time. I will. I am going to say this, um, probably because <laughs> you mentioned Doc Rivers. Um, probably the worst thing about that Milwaukee Bucks game was the free handout they gave um, walking in the arena. So they had posters mm-hmm. of like what, like the <laughs> um, like because they wore the, the throwback yeah, the jerseys, jerseys that night. Yeah. yeah. So they had the like you've seen the pictures from the photo shoot. Um, that they put on Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and they had posters like, "Oh, that's cool. I wonder who it could be." It's Doc Rivers. That's just on that's a poster. Just bad luck. I, I have a, I have I'm the, ma- like, I have like, the, you can't see it in my frame, but I have the Ferk poster. I don't know if that's the same one, but I see. I have it. the Ferk one, and then the other side of the wall, I have the yeah. Maxi one. I will, if someone gets me Doc Rivers one, I will not be hanging that. Right. That's yeah, bad that's luck. sick. I see the Maxi one. Uh, yes. I'm like, what? I'm like, I was thinking worst case scenario. What is it going to be like a Danny Green poster? No. It's a Doc Rivers poster yeah. that I am forced to have in my home now. So um, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> anyway, Doc Rivers. I don't know if we want to get super far deep into this, but yeah. Um, and if you don't want to, you can just give me a quick, li- quick, quick one-liner. Uh, but it seems like you scroll on Twitter, you look on Instagram, everyone, everywhere, not you, but a lot of no, other Sixers people are saying, fire Doc Rivers. We're not going to win a title with Doc Rivers. We're not going to do anything with Doc Rivers. Do you want to say anything in regard to where they're coming from, why they're saying that? I totally understand where it's coming from, and 
my I don't know if it's a delusion, but my hope is that he, you know, decides in the playoffs like, hey, I really need to to change this because this is the year where I can't mess up or I'm gone kind of thing. And I don't know how I don't know if you know Maury and all them are actually considering you know letting go of Doc. I'm sure it's possible, especially um, when you take into account this this year's playoffs and what what happens what might happen but I, I'm just hoping that he's learned from last year sure. I'm hoping that he's learned from this season where these blown leads and like I said it might be delusion because he's been doing it for a while he's been doing it pretty you know pretty off and on since he's got here a year and a half ago gotten here a year and a half ago and uh I just I don't know it, it's he said he's he's this season he said so many things like oh we need a guard you know, we gotta, we gotta, whatever. He said, just said so many things, but like, the things that he said, the Sixers now have. So there's no more excuses. The coach needs right. to execute because guess what? He has talent now. I mean, he had talent before, but James right. Harden's here. It's different. It's a totally different ball game, which is why, which yep. is why it's, and I, I, that's the thing. Like, I, I said it a few seconds ago, like, the pressure's on, but is it because are they, are they going to consider letting go of Doc? Excuse me, Glenn. We don't call him Doc anymore. He hasn't. He he does not deserve the like title that. anymore. And uh, and <laughs> you know, is there is the pressure on? I would like to think so. If I was Daryl Morey, I I would be like, hey, listen, man, you got to win. Like the talent is here and beating hard, and right. it's time. You got to win. If you if you you know if you're gonna mess up and and have all these errors in the playoffs, we're gonna have to discuss something else because you might not be the right fit for this team. And like I said, I understand where people are coming from with all oh, the Sixers will never win with Doc Rivers. And okay, I mean, I don't know. I, I there, I don't know if there's a large enough sample size to say that. Obviously, last season was, you know, you can attribute a lot of that to to, to Rivers. But I don't know. My mind, my mind goes everywhere with Rivers. It's like sometimes he's good, sometimes he sucks. <laughs> and I kind of, I'm hoping that he mends his ways for for the playoffs and in the playoffs because again this is the year because it, you know it, it's been a while since the Sixers have had a team like this not only in the past few years but in the past decade yeah well said well said I don't know too much to add to that um but like you said I'm, I mean I'm hopeful, hopeful it, that like, I don't know yeah why not let's be hopeful I mean yeah. it's not yeah, I'm not even going to go there, but let's be hopeful at least uh, to ex- expect that he can do something because um, he's proven himself at one time, maybe only one time. It could be only one ring, time. But we still. have yet to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's our thoughts on Doc Rivers, or Glenn Rivers, I should say. <laughs> and um, yeah, let me – let's – Let's go here. So I saw I'm going to put you not on the spot because you've already given your thoughts on it on your own Trust the Love Instagram. And as one of your loyal followers, I saw this post and said, ooh, let's talk about that on Planet 76. Okay. Um, it was a, I think it was a story. And so you listed. Okay. Um, so the Sixers have six possible teams, literally six possible teams that they can match oh, up okay. with in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. 
And you listed, and I love the idea um, because it's so amazing. We have six games left, and there's still six teams we can possibly play. It's amazing. Um, you listed yours from, um, you know, the team that you would like to play, and then, you know, from one to six, six being the team you would least like to play of those possible six matchups. So I just want to hear your thoughts on that. I can read them off to you if you forget exactly where teams landed because mm-hmm. uh, I have them right in front of me, what you listed, and maybe just your thoughts on why teams landed there for your personal preference. So mm-hmm. uh, the first of the teams, well, I'll just list off the order real quick. So Cavs, Bulls, Hornets, Hawks, Raptors, and Nets. Cavs being the I would most like to play, the Nets being I would least like to play. So why are the Cavs your best matchup for the Sixers? Well, I think the Cavs are pretty inexperienced overall, but also as a playoff team. Um, I I can't really name you guys on that team who have been to the playoffs aside from Kevin Love and Jared Allen. Uh, I'm trying to think who else, but I really can't. So a playoff experience and being quite... A, a, a pretty de- decently young team often doesn't bode well for for guys in the playoffs when your team's really young. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and the Sixers, I mean, I know regular season isn't always an indicator of things, but the Sixers, I believe, were 3-1 and one, or 4-0 and oh against the Cavs this year in the regular season. And obviously the Cavs were missing players, but the Sixers were also missing players. Some of those games they didn't have Harden. I mean, I know it's... Harden and you know it's a it's a big difference as opposed to like they're missing with Colin Sexton but either way both teams weren't healthy at at points and I I just don't think the Cavs I just don't really fear the Cavs I think we talked about this on the podcast um probably if it wasn't last episode then a few episodes ago I just don't fear the Cavs I feel the same way with the Bulls I mean I I know that they have much more playoff experience especially with DeRozan and, um, well, do they, though? I mean, I guess they kind of do, maybe. With Caruso, mm-hmm. I guess, too. Yeah, so that was the next team yeah. you listed was I feel was the Chicago. same way about the Bulls, too, because, again, Sixers beat them the most, I think, out of any team in the regular season. I think they, were again, were 3-1 and one or 4-0. Yeah, we didn't, they didn't lose to, uh, I don't think they. Yeah, think so, so the Sixers yeah. were 4-0 this season. 3-0, 4-0, whatever it is. And, again, I... I, I I think they may have beaten the Bulls without Embiid at one point, and certainly without Harden because Harden's only been here for a month. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't fear the Bulls. I don't at all. And maybe they win a game or two. You know, I want to give them their credit because they are a good team, but I don't see them winning more than two games. Um, yeah, and I think my next team was about the Hornets. Yeah. Yes. I I. I Maybe I should put them higher because I don't really fear them either, although they're, I think that they probably play better against the Sixers than those teams would. I think their fast-paced game kind of... Teams that play faster often can catch the Sixers off guard in a way. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So with that, with that kind of team and with the kind of guys they have, they have a lot of guys who can score the ball. They have, they have like five or six guys that can score 20-plus, which is really great. Um, but their defense kind of sucks, which I think Embiid would dominate their defense hard as well. So I might consider right. putting the Hornets a little higher, maybe above the Bulls. But either way, those three teams kind of fall in the same category of like, you know, I'm not really scared of these teams. I think the Sixers can handle them pretty well. 
And okay. yeah. And then the oh, Hawks, the Hawks, Raptors, and Nets in that well, order. Yep. Only reason I say the Hawks is because of what happened last season. I you know, I still get deja. I still get deja Fair vu enough. because of that. <laughs> um, that's yeah. that's that's really the main reason. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure how the Hawks are gonna are going to bode in the last couple games of the season because they've been not great this this regular season. Whereas last season they got a top four mm-hmm. seed. Um, and then the Raptors, ugh, something. I'm scared. I'm kind of scared of the Raptors. Not gonna lie. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can beat the Sixers. You know, I don't know if they could if they'd win in a you know, in a seven game series. But I don't know. Uh, I think they. I think they put up a really good fight against the Sixers, especially in Bead, because oftentimes when the Sixers play the Raptors, they defend and Bead really well, which is, you know, a little worrying. Worrying, I should say. At times, but again, I I don't know if they can necessarily beat the Sixers in a first round series, but I think they definitely have a better chance to do that. Plus, I think they'd probably, I think they'd probably be able to win more games against the Sixers than those teams that I mentioned before would be able to. And then the Nets. I mean, it's kind of, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yeah. Wait, why? I mean, why the Nets? Why are you scared of the Nets? Not yeah, scared. But. It's just like. I'd really, if I'm the Sixers, and I'm, I would have to think. I mean, I'd have to think they feel this way too. If I'm the Sixers, I kind of want to avoid the Nets. Maybe have somebody else beat them. Maybe have somebody else tire them out. And you know, if you have to play them in the second yeah. round, maybe, I don't know, maybe just have them be a little weaker in terms of energy, in terms of fatigue, and things like that. But yeah, Brooklyn Nets, I'd, I'd very much like to avoid them at all costs. As and yes. especially in the first round of playoffs. Okay, well said. I have absolutely okay. no issues with your list, um, especially given the comment you made regarding the Hornets possibly moving them, yeah, uh, or swapping them with the Bulls. Uh, but I do think there are oh, yeah. tiers to because that. I just kind of listed like, like you said, the th- just the a three random, teams. just a random thought. Right. I was like, I wonder what kind of teams would match up well against Sixers. Hey, let me let me post about right. it and see what everybody thinks. So. Yeah, I think that was a great post. And, again, it's amazing that there's yeah. six games left and there's six possible teams that yeah. the Sixers can play. It's it's remarkable. There's only ten days left of the regular season. Um, speaking of that, so this is actually so this is episode 46. Uh, for those that don't know, again, we record weekly episodes, so there will be one more wow. regular season episode of next Planet week. 76. Uh, before, yeah, next week. And then, you know, shortly after that, you know, maybe a, a day or two following, you know, knowing who our matchup is going to be in the playoffs, we'll probably give a uh, preview of the first round matchup, whatever of those six teams it's going to be, and uh, we'll get into it. So uh, I will say this quickly, you know, just in regard to the Nets, um, the Nets are now uh, in the eight spot, but they have the exact same record as the Charlotte Hornets and Atlanta Hawks. Um, wow. So of those three teams, two of those will have to win wow. two games in the play-in. Um, so that is something to watch. Again, if the Nets, the Nets very well could miss the playoffs, especially if they go to nine or ten, because it's very possible they can lose a game out of two. Um, now you know again if they're a seven or eight, then all they have to do is win one game. You know, potentially out of two if they win the first one they're in if they lose the first one they have to win the second that kind of thing um but in regard to like possible matchups with brooklyn uh the heat and the bucks have 
created a little more separation, at least than the last time we've talked. So they both are only have 28 losses, so they're sitting up top first and second seed. The Celtics and Sixers now have 30 losses, so they're 3-4 mm-hmm. and four right now. Again, two games back with six to go of those top spots in the East. So, um, again, to speculate, I was going to say not to speculate, <laughs> but to speculate, yeah. if the Sixers are going to be the 3 or 4 seed, um, that would guarantee them that they do not play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. And with that being said, so hypothetically, to speculate, if the Brooklyn Nets get the eight seed, let's say, and they play, you know, they play the number one seed in the first round, and the Sixers are the three seed, that means that the Sixers would avoid the one seed and the Nets for two rounds, which is huge. Mm-hmm. One of those teams will be out, obviously, yeah. but they will avoid the winner of that series for potentially two rounds. Uh, the same can be said if the Sixers are the four seed and the Nets get the seven seed. You know, that's how they can avoid the Nets for two rounds. I mean, that's that's pretty big, too. Um, so it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I think it's going to be a lot more fun to break this down when we know what it's going to look like in the Eastern Conference and uh, what the Sixers' path will be moving forward round by round. Uh, we shall see, uh, Michael and I, and I hope you are very much uh, anticipating, highly anticipating the playoffs coming up after this little skid from the Sixers. Let's just let's just get to the playoffs, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I'm I think I'm slowly shifting my mindset towards that. I know I talked about it a couple, you know, before, as we started the episode, but I don't know. I'm just kind of like, oh, all right. Like, am I gonna take everything yep. seriously? I don't. I Let's don't think go. I am. It's playoff time. I know. I know it starts in two weeks, but <laughs> I, I want the playoffs. Yep. Let the chips fall where they may. Again, if the Sixers land in three, four, possibly one or two, um, looking less likely than it was just you know a few hours ago. Um, but we shall see. This is Planet Seventy Six, Episode Forty Six. I hope that you will join us next time for episode 47, the last episode of the regular season before we crank it up for the playoffs. We've got some exciting news even with that and how uh, we will walk through the playoffs with you here on Planet 76. We definitely hope that you will join us for that. Michael, peace. You just listened to an episode of the Planet 76 podcast. Hey, we appreciate you joining us for this episode. Whatever platform you're on, why don't you hit that subscribe button for us, and we'll see you next time.